Rid and I are back with the next movie in our Marvel movie watch through. Uh, David, what are we talking about today? Thor. Thor from 2011. And so you were nine years old when this movie came out. Do you remember seeing this for the first time? Yes, I do. And what what do you remember about your thoughts on it? Because you had probably not read any Thor comics by this point. Nope. Well, I know who... Th- did I know who Thor was? I don't know. I, I mean, you watched... I don't think... I might not have, There actually. may have been some cartoons or something that you watched. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Superhero Squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that started in 2009. So, yeah, you, you probably... You're, you're probably good and familiar with yeah. the character by then. I didn't get the hammer at the end of Iron Man 2, though. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So, let's see where to start here. Let, let, I guess let's start with just some of the characters in general and um then i know i think you said you have some issues with the continuity on this yeah okay so we'll talk about that and uh and then i'll probably do it so uh talk about chris hemsworth as thor what do you think about um him fantastic yeah (laughs) i can't think of a better one a better actor to play thor off the top of my head yeah I remember being so thrilled when he was cast because I, I was already, I was kind of a, an early adopter of uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth. I, I, he was in um, he played Captain Kirk's dad in the Star Trek reboot, mm-hmm. and uh, he's only on screen for just a little bit. But I remember seeing him and thinking that guy is so handsome and so charming. He's funny, and I, I really want to follow his career. And uh, and I did a, like he made a couple of movies in between that and Thor, but when he was cast as Thor, I was like, oh, that is so perfect. Paid off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know like a lot of people. I don't know, maybe not a lot of people, but I, I uh, Thor is is often I hear it uh, referred to as kind of a lesser, um, like not and not this one as much as Dark World, which we'll get to another time, but. Um, this one and Dark World are both kind of like kind of seen as the the bottom of the Marvel barrel a little bit. Mm. <clears throat> um, but I just I just love Hemsworth's Thor so much. It's uh, yeah, you know I can't call it the bottom of anything. I think I, I just I really really enjoy him. And Thor has been one of my favorite Marvel characters for a long time. I just I, I was like his kind of the way he interacts with other people, especially like in the Avengers comics where he. Uh, is with all these normal people, but he he speaks differently than they do. He just he thinks a little bit higher and mm-hmm. uh, differently than they do. Um, and you see some of that in this. Kind of describe what what is kind of the journey that Thor is on in this movie. Um, to not be a brat. <laughs> all right, I haven't heard it put that way, but that's absolutely right. That's awesome. Um. So go into some detail about that. Like, how is he a brat towards the beginning of the movie? Um, He's kind of war hungry. Mm -hmm. And he pretty much looks... Well, okay. I don't want to say he looks down on everyone, but he kind of does. I mean, he is very selfish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He he wants to do what he wants to do. and. Doesn't really care what happens or to get there. All right, I like that. It's a good description. Um, and then what happens along the way to, to change that? He learns to be selfless. <laughs> yeah, 
And how, what happens to him that makes him learn to be selfless? He gets hit by a laser. Well, I I, I want he, he gets backhanded by a giant. Met- it's not a robot. It's like a a destroyer. Yeah, <laughs> the name of it. But. So, but Odin does something very specific to try to help with this because Odin sees it as a problem. He, he knows like Thor's supposed to be the next king um, mm-hmm. after Odin, and Odin sees that Thor is not ready. He's not going to make a good king. In fact, he'll probably lead his people into war and destruction if uh, mm-hmm. if he does take over. In fact, he does. <laughs> In fact, he does. <laughs> um, so, what does Odin do? Uh, he banishes him. Okay. Take, strips him of his power and takes his hammer away. Yeah. But and then he, throws it back to Earth and says, here, you can have this when you're worthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says this line, which I should know by heart, um, but I'll probably uh, say it correctly. If he who is worthy shall have the power of Thor. Yeah, something like whoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, will hold yeah. the power of Thor. There you um, go. Perfect. Which is something that's right out of the comics. Like in the comic books, there's this character named Donald Blake who finds the hammer kind of on a walkabout in the north, mm-hmm. in the, in, you know, like in the Norselands. And that's in, like in the movie, there's like this little kind of inscription like this design on the side of the hammer but in the original comic it was that inscription like that quote was inscribed on the side of the hammer and donald blake touched it and became he kind of got the power of thor that way and um but anyway i like the way the the movie does it because it's uh it's something that well i guess it probably is this way in the comics too but uh it's just it's very kind of condensed and very um, very clear right away that this is something that Odin is doing to uh, take power away from Thor until he learns how to use power correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, I guess we, we've mentioned Odin now, so let's talk about him for a minute. Like, what do you think about Anthony Hopkins as Odin? Uh, pretty much the same with Thor. I can't think of anyone better to play him. Yeah, he's such a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, He's not exactly the the Odin that I think of. Like in the comics, Odin is less wise, more he, well. He is wise. There's a less gen- peaceful. There's a gentleness about Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, just in his eyes, I think, and just in in the way he the way he plays Odin, he really cares about Thor and uh, and Loki as well. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not that the Odin in the comics doesn't care about his sons, but he's just very, he's much more kind of, so I want to say that words like regal, but I mean, Anthony Hopkins is regal, but there's just, there's a gentleness to him that there's, there's a very hard edge to, uh, to Odin, especially like in the early Thor comics. Um, so Anthony Hopkins is a nice king and yeah, yeah. The comics is a less nice king. Yeah. I mean, he's still wise, but. But he's not super nice. He's, he, there's this there's this barrier the, between him, like a wall that he puts up uh, between him and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also meet uh, in Asgard some of Thor's friends. We'll start with Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston, mm-hmm. um, who obviously is going to be a major character in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. <laughs> that would be an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> but tell me your your thoughts on Loki, particularly from this film. He's a trickster. Yeah. I don't want to say he's a great villain in this one, but 
he's a great character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what struck me as we watched this, because I'm used to Loki now, you know, from some of the other movies, and he is he is a great villain, and, and part of what makes him a great villain is because you never really know what he's up to or whose side he's going to be on or yeah. you know, what he's going to do in any situation. So there's this unpredictability to him. And that's not all right here. Like, no. there's something else going on in this movie where you're kind of seeing him become the villain and mm. it's giving him reasons to do that. Like he finds out that he's been lied to about, you know, his very identity about, you know, who he is and what race he even is and, mm-hmm. and all these things. Um, you know, that he never really had a chance to to be the king. And that's like one thing I could say about Odin that's not super positive in this is like he kind of dropped the ball on telling him he was <laughs> well, a yeah. frost giant. Yeah, for sure that. Absolutely. But he also um kind of like makes it seem like Loki has a chance to be king, uh, at some point. Like when, when mm. the scenes when they're Loki and Thor are both boys, like children. Ode will say things like, you know, one of you will be king one day or something, you know, like they kind of have an equal shot at it. And I don't think I both of you were born to be kings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of planting these ideas in Loki's mind that, you know, maybe one day he could do it. Um, when really it's never going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, unless Swore had an unfortunate accident and, yeah, <laughs> which which Loki does attempt to do. Yeah, I, in Loki. one of the movies, they Thor explains that that's something that happened. But yeah, well, and it kind of happens here. Like you see Loki kind of manipulating things, um, and and some of it is just to be mischievous. Uh, like he says, and I believe that like, he when he he lets the frost giants into Asgard at the very beginning of the movie, <laughs> and I don't think that was necessarily part of a master plan. No, he just wanted to have some fun and ruin Thor's day. Yeah, exactly. Um, But then, because of what happened after that and the way Thor reacted to it, then Loki sees that he he sees an opportunity to, oh, I could take this further and I could actually end up king Mm -hmm. from this because of. And so Thor gives him the opportunity because of Thor's own like moral failings, like you talked about that he's a brat, Um, and so Loki kind of just manipulates it further. And uh, and takes it too far, but so you kind of see Loki becoming a villain, where he, he kind of starts off just being kind of like his own a trickster. Of, yeah, he's kind of his own kind of brat. Like he's different mm-hmm. about it than Thor is, but he's they're both kind of brats in their own ways. Um, but then once Loki gets the upper hand, he starts to go full villain, mm-hmm. um, and then we see that of course progress. But yeah, he's just he's a different kind of character here. And his tricksterism, mm-hmm. you know, he uses that uh, that like fake doppelganger thing a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's just a different kind of a trickiness here than it kind of becomes in some of the later films. Yeah, I feel like in the next movie we're going to be watching, um, that's when Loki truly becomes a villain. But I don't yeah. really feel like he ever fully achieves that level in this one. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about him at the end of this movie where he, I mean, he is full on fighting the good guys. Um, yeah. And then something happens to him and he, like when he's defeated and he's kind of hanging over the edge of this precipice over the abyss and he basically just lets go and, mm-hmm. um, and Thor still wants to save him. He still wants to rescue him at that point. But so what do you think about that? Like what, 
how does that make you feel that Loki is, um, you know, that he lets go there at the end? Like he would rather die than face t- take his, his medicine. Yeah, yeah. Still a brat. At the end. <laughs> All right. Um, he doesn't go on the same journey as Thor. Right. Right. Whoever um, should hold. What would Hulk, Loki even have? A dagger? I don't know. He has that scepter, right? But that's Odin's scepter. Oh, that's right. He takes Odin's scepter. So. Whoever holds this helmet shall <laughs> this have the power of Loki. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk quickly about some of Thor's other friends in Asgard. So we have. Uh, let's start with Sif. What do you think about mm-hmm. her? Um, she's a very good fighter. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not going to talk about uh, Agents of Shield in uh, on this series, no. But uh, but she shows up at Agents of Shield at one point, which that was a pretty mm-hmm. fun episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the Warriors Three: Heimdall, no, not Heimdall, Volstag, Hogan, <laughs> and Fandral. Yeah. And uh, what do you think about those guys? Um, fun. They're yeah. fun. Do you have a favorite out of them? Uh, I can't remember their names. Yeah. But the one that eats a lot. <laughs> Volstag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's especially fun. And uh, so, yeah, he's kind of like the, he's kind of the Porthos of the group. We compare him to Pretty, the Three They're basically like the Three Musketeers. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And Fandral is um, kind of the, um, the almost a, a swashbuckling Robin Hood piratey kind of a yeah. character. Um, and then, uh, Hogan is kind of, I think in the comments they call him Grim Hogan. He, he never smiles. He, he's very, very serious, but like also a martial arts deadly. master. Yeah. Well, he has those swords too. And he has, um, doesn't he have that like a ball and chain? Oh yeah. It's like thing. a mace or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, so yeah, but I think they're pretty cool. They're, they're well represented, uh, <laughs> in the movie and, you know, they all have Thor's back. Like they all will go with him on these missions, even though they don't agree with the reasons that he wants to go. <laughs> um, and then we meet his mom, Frigga. I, I don't know if you have any feelings or thoughts about her. She's not a big part of the movie. Not really in this one. Yeah. Uh, next Thor movie, she's more of a character, but in this yeah, one. yeah. Um, okay, yeah, we'll save her for then because I think she does, um, especially. I, I, Really like her relationship with Loki, Loki mm-hmm. um, which isn't super developed in this. But uh, um. okay, so then Thor gets exiled to Earth along with his hammer, and uh, he meets some people there. And we'll start, of course, with Natalie Portman playing Jane Foster. Um, what do you think about Jane? He's a scientist. <laughs> she is a scientist. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Do you not have any um, thoughts about her? Really? No. Do you no. like her? Yeah, I do like her as the character. I mean, do you like the character? Yeah, I do like the character. Okay. And what do you like about the character? She's a scientist. <laughs> so you like all characters that are scientists? No, I was I was joking there. Um, <laughs> I never really think too deeply about the human characters. Except for one. Except but for one. Okay. I guess she's ambitious, I would assume. 
Yeah, I mean, she has this thing that she, like she she's driven to mm-hmm. uh, learn more about this thing, which <laughs> I still <laughs> don't totally understand. But it's some kind of science gobbledygook that she is. It's it's the uh, Eisenbrit the the wormhole thing. Yeah, which right. comes up later. Yeah, yeah. So she's basically studying this phenomena that turns out to be this this bridge, which. Reminds me, we totally forgot to talk about Heimdall. Um, we did. Yeah, so let's talk about him uh, quickly before we keep going with, uh, with Forget the Forget about what we said before. <laughs> well, we'll come back to them, but um, what, what do you think about Heimdall? Um, he is... I, what, what would you say about Heimdall? Um, awesome? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a word besides cool, yeah. as usual, and yeah, awesome. <laughs> it's the bill. Yeah, I love how he, like he he has this very specific job, with very limited responsibilities. Yeah, <laughs> like he's guarding this bridge, right? He's guarding this. Door That's your job. Guard the bridge, right. And do whatever the king tells you. Yeah, and he's, he's got these very specific ways that he's supposed to do it. Um, and he's very very good at it. But you find out that he also like he has his own thoughts about things. He has his own feelings about things. And so he will figure out ways to get done what he needs to get done and yet not technically break any of the rules that he's been yeah. given. And uh, it's so, so he does it a couple of times in the movie. It's always really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually it involves like him walking, <laughs> walking away from the <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's really, really great. And uh, do you know, do you know who just Alba is the actor? Who plays him? Um, Anyone else you know? No. Okay. He was in Pacific Rim, the first one. Yes, I remember. He's the one who cancels the apocalypse. Yeah. Okay, so we all right, So we went back and talked about Heimdall. And so Jane is kind of investigating this phenomenon that turns out to be this wormhole or this gate that... Uh, that the Bifrost. Connects... Um, is it the Bifrost? Well, I think the Bifrost is the rainbow bridge that connects the... Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. Maybe they might use it to refer to... Um, no, it's not the Bifrost. Because okay. there are wormholes later on that aren't the Bifrost. So uh, okay. Uh, so she's got a couple. Of, Jane's got a couple of partners. Um, well, let me, let me say this about Jane too. I think she's really funny. Um, she, this is mm-hmm. one of my favorite Natalie Portman roles. Like Natalie Portman is a very talented actor, and um, but so, but a lot of the roles she plays are very kind of serious and um, uh, or even you know kind of partly crazy and. Um, she just likes to stretch herself and, and plays really, you know, kind of challenging parts. Uh, this is probably not a challenging part for her, but she's very charming in it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, like the other kind of pop culture thing that she's of course known for is playing Amidala in the, uh, the Star Wars prequels. And for various reasons that I don't even know all of them, she's not super good in those movies, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I think she is super good as Jane and I uh, really, really like her, especially in this first one. Yeah. There you go. That's all I need to say. <laughs> uh, so she's got these couple of people that she goes around with. Uh, one of them is her kind of mentor, um, Dr. Selvig. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are your thoughts on Dr. Selvig? I really like Dr. Selvig. Yeah. Uh, so- he, he's kind of like, not really cranky, but kind of, he's a good mentor character like he cares for jane and he doesn't really believe that 
Thor is Thor. Yeah. But he's the, well, I guess he, I was going to say he's the one who starts putting it together, but what he puts together is that, that Thor thinks that he's Thor. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's drawing these, uh, kind of mad ramblings from Norse mythology, because that's something that Dr. Selvig grew up around and, and knows these stories very well. Uh, but yeah, he does. He thinks that Thor is a nut. <laughs> but at least one, my, one of my favorite lines is when Thor and Selvik are coming back from the bar <laughs> and uh, Jane asked what they did, they were doing and he said, we drank, we fought, he made his ancestors proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thor is so fun uh, when he's like trying to acclimate to humanity and just his interactions. Like I love when he throws down the coffee cup. He's <laughs> like more, another, <laughs> yeah, another. He he said, Why did the- you do that? <laughs> well, it was good. I wanted enough. <laughs> then he goes to the pet store to try to get a horse. <laughs> uh, we only have cats, dogs, lizards, birds. All right. I'll take one of those big enough to ride. <laughs> oh man. He's so awesome. He's yeah. so awesome. um and then let's see uh so anything else we want to say about dr selvig um he shows up later on yeah he he kind of shows up Mm -hmm. at least in one more movie if not more i think well i think he's in the other thor movie too right in uh um i I know he's in avengers yeah yeah i can't remember if he's in the next thor movie yeah he is in Oh, he's definitely in the next Thor movie. Okay. Yep. <laughs> just right. remembered. Just remembered. All right. Uh, and then we got uh, Darcy is kind mm-hmm. of the uh, the intern, played by Kat Dennings. And mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about Darcy? She tased Thor. <laughs> yeah. She's so funny. Yeah. She's so funny. I like Kat Dennings a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's the one. It's like She's very free to comment about how hot he is and... Um, just kind of the ridiculousness of the situation. Uh, and then, um, I guess let's talk about, uh, agent Coulson a little bit. Cause he appears in this movie. He's <laughs> been, this is like his third Marvel movie. He was in the first two Iron Man movies. And, uh, what do you think about Coulson in this film? Um, well, he's Coulson from the last two. He's charming and funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, they kind uh, of, but he's also kind of jerky. A little bit. In this one. Yeah. 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 And when, what do you think about that? Do you think that's out of character for him? Or do you think that there's a reason that he's jerky? Well, we've never really seen him among non-superhero characters before. So I feel like that might be a part of his character that we've never seen. Yeah, let's think about that. Cause, but, so we do see him... like. The closest we see to him in a, with a non-superhero character is in Iron Man, where he interacts with Pepper quite a bit. Yeah. And in those movies, or in that movie, um, you do see that he's like very persistent. Like He is going to have this conversation with Pepper. He's going to get his debriefing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps showing up. And he's a little bit... He's not jerky about it, but he's a little kind of, uh, hey, we had this meeting. Are you trying to blow me off? Like He, he yeah. kind of has some authority, and he, he, he's not afraid to wield it. Um, it's never quite on the level as it gets here where he's actually like commandeering all this research that Jane has done. And then like the line that really gets me is like, thank you for your cooperation. Yeah. Like that just sells it right there that he is 
not doing a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't have her cooperation. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we still like Coulson, but of he is kind of not on the right side for a lot of this movie. He's He's... Mm-hmm got this job to do for shield and he's going to do it even if it's not necessarily the morally right okay. position um, i forgive him after he says uh let's see what's the guy thor's alter ego in this movie donald blake yeah dr blake i don't think you've been completely honest with us <laughs> i forgive him after that yeah that's just a fantastic line yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, and he says even like when he is like commandeering all of her research, mm-hmm. he has this line where he says we're the good guys, and he totally believes that. And he he yeah, and, and he's right. Like they are the good guys. He's just kind of going about it in a way like that is not the good way. It's not a good way, right? And it's because like he he can't just like come out and tell her everything that he knows and like co- you know totally bring him her into his confidence. Um, you know, he's kind of stuck in a weird position. And so I think he does the best that he can out of it. And then by the end of the movie, like he, he does apologize and he gives her back everything. And, you know, so he makes up for it and I end up liking him, but, but yeah, there's, I spent a little bit of this movie kind of not loving Coulson. Yeah. Oh, thinking of another, another character, uh, that we get a little bit of a glimpse of a little bit of a, a tease as someone who's going to become important. Um, you know what I'm talking about? They, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I got, I got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So who shows up? Well, uh, Colson says they need some eyes up high and you see a guy is about to reach for a sniper rifle, but then he pauses for a second and takes a bow instead. Yeah. And I don't think they ever say his name in this, do they? Um, no, but you know, it's Jeremy Renner. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we'll, uh, yeah, we meet Hawkeye. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time. Very briefly. Very, very briefly. But you basically get his entire character from this movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and he's he's a sharpshooter. Go with the bow, and he's funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You better make the call of Coulson, because I'm starting to root for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so let's finish up our talk about the characters. Just we mentioned a couple of other bad guys. Um, so there is uh, King Lofi. Lofi? Is that how they say his name? Lofi. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but he's the iron, the frost giant. Uh, I almost said iron giant. Iron giant. <laughs> <laughs> he's the frost giant king. Um, and it, what, do you have any thoughts about him? Well, he is what I would think of a frost giant king. So good on him. Yeah. Yeah, the Thor movies, this one and the next one, are not super strong on the villains who aren't Loki. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just there. Like, he's got this ancient feud with the Asgardians, and, mm-hmm. y- you know, he's... We don't know anything about him or why he has this feud with them, why he wants to... Well, we do. Do you? What? Yeah, because at the beginning, they were trying to conquer Earth, but then Asgard came and stopped them, and then yeah, but why forced are they trying them back to, to their own world. Yeah, but why are they trying to conquer Earth? They're like, we don't really get a, a feel because for Because they want to destroy everything and make an ice age. And yeah. Well, yeah, I think that, that actually makes sense from like a mythological standpoint that, mm-hmm. that these characters are stand-ins for, you know, like a natural phenomenon. Pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's, they're not like their motivation is very, very simplified and, and they're not like really interesting villains. And I think it's kind of the same with the villain in, uh, 
Dark World as well, but yeah. Um, and the other, there was another bad guy I was thinking about the Destroyer. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so it's 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 like an extension of Loki. Basically. Yeah, it's basically just a weapon. It's not yeah. really like in the comics. It kind of is a character, um, <laughs> even though it's a very kind of simple minded, single minded character. But it, it is more of a character. But in this, it's just kind of a weapon. A weapon, yeah. But what do you think about it as the weapon? Um, well, when you're in a theater with 360 surround sound, its lasers are very loud. Yeah. <laughs> and they shake the entire room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Like, I love that the sound that it makes, and it is very loud, and just it kind of gets into your bones. Like, it's one of those feel the sound when you mean feel the sound I mean feel everything vibrate yeah I just, and I, but I love the sound it's got kind of like some metallic kind of a sound to it mm-hmm. um, you know and I love the way that it's like it doesn't really have a face but like somewhere deep inside of it there's like a forge or something that just gets brighter and then it just kind of builds up and you see the face like the, the, the hollow oh, skull like start to fill with light which then like shoots out of it you know as a really destructive beam. Yeah, I like the part where it comes down for the first time in Coulson's like, it's probably just another Iron Man suit. He's like, yeah, what is, right. is that one of Stark's? <laughs> is that one of Stark? And, and like the face starts to come away. He's like, okay, here we go. Let's yeah. talk to this guy and then lasers. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that was cool. That was a nice callback to the Iron Man movies and Coulson's participation in those. Like he, he would think that this might be like, is Iron Man involved in this now? Mm-hmm. But uh, he quickly finds out that's not true. No. Um, all right, and so, it can also like turn its body around. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I do want to say something about that last scene because uh, I like when um, Sif and the Warriors 3 are walking through uh, the town and some of the shield yeah. agents are looking at them and they refer to those. We, we got a Xena. Uh, I forget what else they said. Robin Hood <laughs> and Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> right. We got a Xena, Robin Hood, and Jackie Chan. And does somebody say, like, is the Renaissance Festival in town or something? Yeah. Yeah. So there's some fun stuff there. Um, and I really like, the, I mean, even though you know it's coming, but I really like, you know, when Thor kind of, he does lay down his life. Um, you know, to save these people, he's kind of to take his medicine as he sees it. Um, and, uh, and in that becomes worthy. And that whole thing where the, the hammer then, Oh yeah. I love that. Scene. Know, shoots off up into the air and then flies into his hand. Is this really it's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of stand up and cheer kind of a moment? Yeah. Um, all right. So we mentioned, uh, Coulson wondering if, if the destroyer was, uh, an Iron Man suit. Um, and there's a couple of other, connections to other Marvel movies here. Um, there's another one, like Selvig at one point says that he has a friend who studies gamma radiation. Yep. Which he never really comes out and says it, but you, you really get the feeling that that's... Um, Banner. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, yeah, like a colleague said gamma radiation, S.H.I.E.L.D. showed up, but he was never heard from again. Right, oh, right, right. Yeah, so it, it does definitely uh, yeah. play into that, like, in... in Definitely supports that. Uh, like we talked about the differences between Hulk and the Incredible Hulk, and one of the differences is that um, in Incredible Hulk, he was kind of always studying like, on the behalf of like the Super Soldier program. Yeah, 
um, wherein Hulk, it was like his dad was part of that program. But, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that, it kind of makes sense that, uh, um, Selva would have that point of view that shield showed up. And then that was kind of the point where banner went missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course banner is going to show up again in the next film, but tell me about some of your problems with, uh, the continuity in this. Um, well, the first one is the fact that Loki tries to use the Bifrost as a weapon and that okay. never shows up again after this movie. Yeah. And they make this point like you, we can't leave it open for too long cause it'll destroy the world that it's on or that it's pointed at. And then Loki intentionally tries to do that to destroy, uh, um, whatever the frost giant's home is called. Yeah. But I feel like. That never sh- they never that never becomes a plot point again. No yeah. one ever tries to use the Bifrost as a weapon again. They never mention the Bifrost can be used as a weapon again. Yeah. So at the it's destroyed at the end of this movie. It is, and then, well, I was about to say in the two movies later, but I guess for us it's going to be the next movie. But also, since Captain America doesn't even take place during this time. So in a very short period of time, they completely rebuild it because it gets destroyed. Yeah, it's, com- it's destroyed in this movie, and it's back in Avengers. You're saying? Yep. Okay. So yeah, I, I don't remember all of that. So I that'll be fun to mm-hmm. to watch Avengers and, and see if I can explain for myself why that might be. But I don't have any theories right now. Um, also the fact that Odin's staff can be used as a Bifrost activator, which makes sense, but it's never brought up again. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, so he can basically travel without the Bifrost. Well, no, saying, he, could, he activates the Bifrost with it. You can use either, uh, Heimdall's sword. Oh, or, okay. Odin's staff. All right. So um, I wonder, this is just my initial theory and this might just be completely wrong, but, like I wonder if like when they rebuilt it, if they rebuilt it a little bit differently, so that maybe maybe it doesn't destroy. I mean, I think it would so probably work the same though. You would think, right? like I, it doesn't really make sense why they would build it differently, but um, well, I don't know. Maybe it, it might make sense why they would make it so that it wasn't doesn't destroy planets. Well, I don't <laughs> know. I think that might be like a side of. I don't know if you can build it so it doesn't do that. Yeah, I don't know either. But all right, we'll, we'll table that for the Avengers discussion because uh, yeah. th- that'd be something fun to think about as we watch that movie. Um, and then the, I was like, if Thor Ragnarok, if we talked about this movie before Thor Ragnarok, I would bring up the fact that Loki's a frost giant, but they do bring that up again. Okay. In Ragnarok, but they don't really play off of it. Yeah. At all in any of the later movies. Right. I think the comics are like half brothers or something. Like Odin is their dad, but maybe they have different moms or something. Mm. I, for, I forget how it goes, but um, but yeah, it, like in this, like Loki is just purely he's an adopted son. That there's no blood yeah. relation between him and Thor at all. Um, but he doesn't have any frost giant powers, though. Okay. He's, yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. Whereas he does use some of that in in this movie. Okay. Well, I mean, like. Not even this movie. Doesn't he? He turns... Um, oh, no, he uses the weapon. He uses the... the, the yeah. Whatever that thing is, that box. That and then when he touches it, he... Like, it's frost giant coloring. Yeah. But yeah, because he's... Okay. He doesn't have, like, the ice fists or... 
Yeah. Any any of those things. Right. But um I'm trying to remember. I think I had one more. Does that have um, to do with the end credit scene? I forgot I forgot about the end credit scene. Remind me. Uh Nick Fury and Selvig. Oh yes, it does. Okay. So briefly describe that scene and tell me what your issue was. Um well, Selvik is going down through like a shield base and Nick Fury shows up and talks to him about the Tesseract and then Loki shows up and says something and then Selvik says the exact same thing, which makes you think that Loki is playing playing Selvik strings, which isn't actually happening. Okay. All right. So yeah, that that again is something I'm going to have to kind of I can't explain it for myself without watching Avengers again, so yeah. That'll be Something else to keep an eye on. Um, and then a trailer plays for Avengers. Right, right. Um, which kind of becomes the first, like... Uh, so there's, like, three different kinds of in-credits scenes that we get in these movies, in the Marvel yeah. movies. So some of them are, like, definite teases for the next one. Um, or just, you mean, like, trailers, basically? Well, no, I mean, like, teases, like Nick Fury showing up at... Uh, oh, okay. At... Tony Stark's house saying, let's talk about the Avengers initiative. It's like, Oh, what yeah. is that about? Oh, this is, you know, I can't wait for the next one now. Okay. Yeah. It's like Thor's hammer at the end of Iron Man. Two. Right. Right. And then there's other ones are like either like the trailer for Avengers or a actual scene. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the Avengers shows at the end of Captain America. Oh, you're right. For, for those at home, we watched the <laughs> beginning and end of Captain America right after Thor, so yeah. I I mixed that up. No, yeah, let's yeah. talk about oh. we'll talk about that a little bit when we talk about Avengers. We'll kind of put those that framing sequence in with our Avengers discussion, so we can kind of do that together. Yeah, but yeah, we I yeah I totally why you got that mixed up, and I did too. But yeah, yeah. So, but so some of them like some of the, these end credit sequences are basically just either scenes from the next movie or a, a full on trailer for the next movie. And then there's other ones where it's just kind of like little funny bits like the shawarma. Yeah. Like, um, at the end of Spider-Man homecoming, do you yeah. remember that one? And I that especially, um, uh, we'll get there. You have to say it right now. It, it's, it's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. We got to wrap up though. So, um, I think that's it. Do you have any other last thoughts on Thor before we close this up? Um, lightning. What about it? Very, very frightening. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think that'll do it for Thor then. Um, so yeah. So next time we will talk about the, uh, the framing sequence, like the modern day parts of first yeah. Avenger. And then we'll talk about the Avengers. So we'll see you then. 